Support comes from the Norton Simon Museum, presenting the film series Testigo Witness, Goya in the Movies. Held on select Fridays in May, each film touches upon artist Francisco de Goya's visions of the world, kicking off with Pan's Labyrinth by Guillermo del Toro on May 10th at nortonsimon.org. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. LAS Studios. First off, an African-American woman talking about transportation or infrastructure or sustainability is not your everyday conversation. I didn't realize that the streets, for me, I didn't realize that living in communities of color, we shouldn't just take it for granted that when our streets are tore up, we have no say. From Elias Studios, this is How to LA. I'm Brian De Los Santos. Today, we're back with another edition of How I Got Started, our segment where we sit down with some dope Angelinos who are creating change in their field. We're talking to artists, playwrights, comedians. For the past 10 years, the majority of this work has been community service work, which means I didn't get paid. And activists, too. There is power in being a squeaky wheel. People would ask me, what organization do you work for? And I'm like, I work for me. You know, I'm a mom. Yolanda Davis-Overstreet is the kind of person who does not back down. She's a mother of two from West Adams. You've actually heard her voice on the show before, back in episode 35, where she talked to us about bike lanes in LA. If you don't remember, she was almost single-handedly responsible for getting the bike lanes and other street safety measures installed in her neighborhood. As someone that has lived in the community for decades, I didn't feel safe. She's got a new documentary too. It's called Biking While Black, and it asks this question, how safe are black lives on bikes? So today, we're turning the spotlight on Yolanda. (laughs) Awesome. All right, Yolanda, you identify as a mobility justice strategist. Tell me what that means. It means saving lives, black and brown lives in particular, because in most cases, we live in disenfranchised communities. The safety of simply just crossing the street. We have to run. We have crumbling sidewalks, streets that have not been repaved. We're putting our lives on the line when we pull our bikes out of our homes or our garage to simply do what LA is telling us to do. Let's get on bikes. Let's use public transit. Well, how can we do that if it's not safe for us to do that? It is unjust for us to continue to live in communities that are not being improved upon from a standpoint of our climate crisis, from a standpoint of we have too many cars in LA, from a standpoint of our wellness and our well-being. So I think bike lanes are the most apparent thing to us in Los Angeles because we're, a lot of us just drive and we're car heavy here. And in my prior experience trying to ride a bike in Culver City and West Adams, you know, there weren't people that were so nice, right? But you're actually someone who's advocated for bike lanes here in Los Angeles, and specifically in that part in West Adams, right? What's the work behind these bike lanes? So Adams Boulevard was on the list for years as a high injury network. 
black and brown lives uh, were being taken through hit and runs, our children literally having to run across the Adams to go to Marvin Avenue or New LA Charter. These bike lanes were added as a secondary element to Adams Boulevard reconfiguration. I didn't feel safe. For me to say that as a black woman, as someone that has lived in the community for decades, no one can tell me that I'm making up something because I live in it. What made you feel unsafe? The speeding, the speeding of cars, and also the disenfranchised communities of, of, of trash in the street, no bike lanes, glass in the street, and motorists not educated, and nor really do they care you know, to slow down if they see bicycles because it's not common. So you're like this change maker in our communities, right? You're from LA, you're advocating for black and brown communities. What was kind of like the first few steps that you saw in your work? It's very organic. I grew up in West Adams and my sister and I rode on bikes all the time. We ran around in our communities and went to the nearby parks. I was grateful that I had that, but I see so many children as well as adults that don't have that opportunity now. It was a transformative experience for me to do the AIDS ride. Bicyclists rolling together from San Francisco to LA, it really made me experience community and movement. So I came back after that ride and joined City of Bicycles in Inglewood. We rode all over LA, anywhere from 50 to 80 miles on the weekend. By moving on a bike, I was in connection with the communities and neighborhoods the way you can't be when you're in a car. That led me into becoming an activist on a bike. I started doing the advocacy work both for my community and actually for my kids. I asked the question, why don't our communities have bike lanes? People would ask me, what organization do you work for? And I'm like, I work for me, you know, I'm a mom. And I work for the 300 kids that are not safe and no one can fire me. So I know you have this story about holding a sign for people to slow down as drivers were going through your daughter's school. How did you start doing that? And what were some of those responses as people drove past you? I asked my daughter's principal, can I advocate for this school? She told me, sure, but we've been trying to do it for the past six years. I don't know why at that time I thought I had these superpowers. We worked as a team, got parents to come on board and develop signs. We selected a day and met about seven that morning when kids were coming in. We stood on the corners and let cars that were flying by on Washington know they needed to slow down. Can you tell us what the sign said? Uh, slow down. <laughs> slow down, we need crosswalks. We actually stopped traffic. Some cars honked, some cars slowed down. I'm sure there were some that didn't want to slow down. This was not the norm in this intersection, so I think we had more cars that were trying to observe what's actually happening here. When LA DOT put the speed meters, that's when we knew we were moving forward and that they saw us, that they heard us. So I, I think it was definitely a success as far as a little disruption at that intersection in a good way. I'm going to switch gears a little bit here, and I want to talk about your documentary, Biking While Black. Um, community changes a lot, right? 
your film touches upon how things have changed, but some of the things haven't, which includes harassment from police. It includes racism. It includes the way that we still are a car-dependent culture here in Los Angeles. For someone who hasn't seen your film, what would you want to tell them? Like, what's the, what's the inspiration behind that? I think the inspiration behind the film, it's to tap into the key areas, which are decriminalization, disenfranchisement, and gentrification, because they all meet at the intersection of a lot of our black and brown communities. Mostly everyone knows this is real, but that they will be inspired, that there are people that look like them that are really stepping up, you know? I believe that the work that I do is almost creating family. <laughs> I think it's just a combination of, of black joy, you know, to be able to also see other people's joy as well. I love that. You're kind of saying, like, you basically gave a mirror to people who are on the film. Be like, hey, this is your work. I'm just putting a spotlight on you, right? And you've accomplished a few things, very notable things, whether it's at your daughter's school or bike lanes in West Adams. At a certain point, did you ever feel like, okay, I, I've hit my stride. This is what I'm doing. And now I'm the strategist partnering with community members, with elected officials maybe. Did you have that moment, that little like, oh, this is it. This is my calling. This is what I'm doing with my life. Yes. You know, it comes and goes. That's what my mother has always told me, you know, she's 99 now. Do the best you can and be happy with it. I have moments when I'm just, I'm in bliss, you know, with this good thing, this, this safety, this justice, this community. I believe that the work that I'm doing is a powerful tool in making change. You don't make much money as an activist. In fact, you're struggling most of the time, but we need more of us to come out and be a part of that. We can't sit on the sidelines anymore. All right, I got to ask this question. If someone wants to start out doing mobility justice, what would you tell them? What are some of the biggest needs out there in our communities? We need more folks to walk outside their doors and to observe the sidewalks to observe the streets as their trash or their potholes in the street, start documenting those. Start taking pictures and sending them to your neighborhood councils. Get involved in your neighborhood councils. If there isn't a public safety committee, start a public safety committee. Write to your councilman. Let them know. I still see cars running red lights. This is a dangerous intersection. There is power in being a squeaky wheel. That was Yolanda Davis Overstreet, mobility justice strategist in my hometown of West Adams. By the way, if you're enjoying this podcast, subscribe and please leave us a review. I know it sounds small, but it really helps us out a lot. I'll see you tomorrow. Support for this podcast is made possible by Gordon and Donna Crawford, who believe that quality journalism makes Los Angeles a better place to live.
The LAS Spring Super Sweeps is happening now. You can win amazing prizes while supporting your source for local fact-based journalism. One lucky grand prize winner will get to choose a brand new Lexus or $25,000 in cash. Other prizes include an electric bike from Juice Bikes and $1,000 gas gift cards. Your donation of $60 gets you one entry to win. And the more you give, the more entries you get. Donate now at LAS.com sweeps.